Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Deadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT Duper. Oh, but also pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to review last night's episode of NXT. Oh, it's nice to be back to normal, mate. Nice to be back. Um, I this is an NXT show. Yeah. I'm probably going to talk... Uh, not much about the content of the show, but we'll see how it unfolds as it always does. Because I have very few thoughts on it. These matches you, they, they evaporate. Yeah. <laughs> like like dew on grass. That I touched over in Kielda. Yes, how was your how was your break? That was wonderful. I want to live in a forest. Yeah. So I was in this beautiful forest in Northumbria. Northumberland. And it was just like a just I love living in a lodge mm. forest. I love Centre Park for that reason. This is more remote, bigger forest. Um, and it's just the way man should live. Yeah. I'm not gonna you're not gonna any disagreements from me. Concrete was a mistake. I just I feel I'm very wound up, anxious mm. guy, generally. And yet when I'm in nature, in a forest, I just just a sense of well being just descends over me. Do you ever have that where whether you're there or in another situation? You try and like save a moment into your memory bank, so when the next time you're, you know, running late or stuff's gone wrong at work or the kids are being a nightmare, you can try and teleport. I always do this. I always try and be like, remember this moment for the next time that you are just having a fucking mare. You can at least try and teleport back to this. I try, but it doesn't work. No, <laughs> I have to be there. Concrete was a mistake. Just bloody love the forest life. Yeah. I'm really excited about going to Centre Parks eventually. Centre Parks is great. It's a bit more busy. Emphasis on activities. Yeah. And you cycle everywhere. And the backdrop's beautiful. Um, but there's always something like a lodge or it's like just forest for miles in mm. Kielder. It was just absolutely wonderful. And I want to live in a forest. Mm. Do you know what I did on uh, on Tuesday? I came into this room by myself and talked about Monday Night Raw for 42 minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, did you? Yeah. Uh, basically, Andy had a super busy day, as everyone else did, obviously. We're, the reason why 
the, the podcast schedule, if you're unaware, has been just completely off kilter for the last, what, 10 days or so. Uh, Hamlet's off. He The system doesn't work. It's obviously Easter break with kids here. Um, you've been away for a few days. I was obviously out in LA doing WrestleMania stuff. Same with other members of the team. It's just been completely all over the place. This is the first day where we've got some semblance of normality. The three of us will be back together on Monday. All going well. I think. No guarantees in this world. Yeah, granted. Um, so, yeah, yesterday I was like, well, back in, I should, I've watched Raw. I'm not, basically I was like, I've not watched Raw to not talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a vast improvement on uh, on last week's, which was an incredibly low bar to clear, but... I would describe it as, like, you know when your day gets way more hectic than you thought. Mm. And the hours wind down and you're thinking, Jesus Christ, am I even going to have time to get to the shop? Well, obviously, I can go to the shop, but by the time I get home, having been to the shop after work, or I've had to stay a bit late to finish something off, and I'm very, very tired, and, you know, you're thinking, oh, it feels like a takeaway night. Yeah, it feels like a takeaway night. Ooh, has it been a week or two since we've had a takeaway? We can justify a takeaway. It's a takeaway night. You get that <laughs> shared realisation of that's just what you wanted all along. This, to me, felt like Triple H going, oh, God, is it a match-heavy roll? Oh, God, need a response to last week. Oh, half the roster can't make it. Ooh, wouldn't wouldn't it be a shame if I did my favourite kink and put them all in, like, 15-minute matches? <laughs> oh, my God, it's a long match roll. It was a good trade-off, to be fair. I hadn't, I hadn't read any sort of previews or anything to roll. After the fact, finding out that I got a 15-minute, really enjoyable, uh, also storyline-developing match involving Rey Mysterio and Finn Balor, and then obviously the ex-condom got involved. Um, we got that instead of a match between Matt Riddle and The Miz. I was like, maybe more travel chaos for WWE, please? Potentially. And Gable got, got a chance to shine yet again. And he's just, he's just the best. Yeah, Gable rules. Uh, anyway, we're here to talk about NXT. Um, lots to uh, talk about. Obviously, this is the well, this is the first time we've come together to talk about NXT following Stand and Deliver. We didn't have chance last week, um, but this, but obviously on last week's show, because obviously we keep up with it, even though we're not reporting on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We saw at the opening of this show the recap of new NXT Women's Champion Indy Hartwell. Um, her segment, and then the subsequent match with Zoe Stark, the title defense, and then the Cora Jade attack. And then we also saw the new uh, men's NXT champion, Carmelo Hayes, his celebratory segment and the sort of seemingly passing of the torch between him and Bron Breaker and then Bron's heel turn. First of all, what a breath of fresh air having a heel Bron Breaker. Just a vastly overdue thing for his character. Yeah, but then this week... He ruins it. Mm. Or the person writing his segments ruins it. But we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, so NXT champion Carmelo Hayes opened the show, flanked by the brilliant Trick Williams, of course. Um, and he said, look, everything between me and Bron, it was, about, it was supposed to be about respect, but I let my guard down. Trick says it won't happen again. Um, if he thinks uh, me raising Melo's hand... Uh, was a passing of the torch. He's wrong. Melo didn't get past anything. He took it. Uh, and he says, all the people here want him and not Bron Breaker. Um, they've been doing battle, and they will keep doing battle for a long time. WrestleMania weekend was just Christ. the first chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a quarter star match, was it? Immediately thought of you as he said that. 
Um, and he announces there's this fatal four-way to determine the number one contender for NXT Spring Break-In, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, you can always, you always get us. <laughs> and he offers, he basically says, yeah, get in that fatal four-way, and then we'll we'll see what happens, basically. Uh, but it's time for a choo-choo promo train, because first out is Dragon Lee. He congratulates Mello, shakes his hand. He says, look, I know you want revenge, but I, uh, I want to face the best, and your title means you're the best. Um, and he says, look, I know you want Bron, but after I win the fatal four-way tonight, it's going to be me versus you at spring break-in. Uh, Mello says, go on, let's hear it for, for Dragon Lee. Welcome to NXT. Pleasure to have you. But, hey, never interrupt the champ. Uh, you get a pass because you're new here. Uh, and if you get the W tonight, you need to realize I've got this title because I'm really like that. Uh, then comes JD McDonough. Uh. He says, uh, you need to keep your head on a swivel as champion. Um, your armor's slipping. You got laid out by Braun. That's not my style, though. Um, I'd come out and headbutt you in the face because I like the sound of two skulls colliding. Oh, Jesus Christ. Still with this. <laughs> so, uh, he says, ego's loud, confidence is quiet. Uh, I don't need to be an internet darling or have fancy entrances because when the bell goes, I know I'm number one. What is he? If he isn't an internet darling with his matches that are like surgically put together yeah. to get star ratings, if people don't like him anymore for reasons, what, what are you, JD? <laughs> Who do you appeal to? Because I've got a funny feeling the North American TV audience, ain't it? Mm. Uh, and he says, uh, Dragon Lee's going to find out tonight, and you're going to find out at spring break. Um, Mello says, hey, look, game recognized game, but you've got to get over the rainbow, you bloody leprechaun, to find your pot of gold. Isn't he quite short as well? Yeah, yeah. I thought, all right, he's Irish. I get it. But you're not <laughs> towering over him. If it was Trick, for example, who said yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. it might have worked. But regardless, here comes the real star. Grayson Bloody Wall is here. Um, he says, I'm the third man in this fatal bloody four-way. Uh, you crowd are dumber than you bloody look. I'm going to translate for Dragon Lee. The audience are, <laughs> and you are L stupid o. You Fantastic. obviously are going to love that. Fantastic work. Uh, I'm going to win this bloody fatal four-way tonight. Take the title from Mello. Um, and Mello says, everyone wants to be a winner, but uh, you all have to do it tonight uh, because I see a whole lot of thems, but only one him. Mello. It was a promo train, man. Yeah, it was, it was awful. Yeah. It was really bad. <laughs> like, they said the words they were told to say well, but... It was just... I love I was, their skulls. Skulls <laughs> clashing together. What? What's the, the like, favourite favorite, um, noises? Probably, uh, you know, kitten meowing. Um, Baby's first laugh. Yeah. And skulls crashing together. I like two skulls clashing together. All right, okay, cool. Why did you go away? <laughs> anyway... What came next was, oof, I mean, the story of WrestleMania weekend, let's be perfectly honest. The last time we were in here, you and I were talking about the kiss heard around the world. Yeah. Um, we yeah. were sort of preempting it because we, we, we were previewing NXT because we weren't going to get to review it. So then we had to read the spoilers. And let me tell you, we talked about this in the office earlier. 
Nothing could have prepared me for Vic Joseph and Booker T's reaction. Oh, he did it! He did it! He's done it! He's got a kiss! Did you see what happened last week? Obviously, you did. I did. I caught up. I genu- Full disclosure, I didn't catch up on everything <laughs> last week, but genuinely, I was like, well, I need to know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I need to know what's happening here. Um, Jezebel. She's, yeah, she's saying, hey, she said, if, yeah, if you're unaware, last week, um, Kiana James said, look, she came clean. Well, she was kind of forced to come clean by Fallon Henley. She said, oh, you didn't, you know, she was annoyed at uh, um, Briggs or Brogs or whatever. Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs, yeah. She annoyed at him um, because he didn't give her the purse at the pay-per-view and that kind of cost them the titles, basically. Oh, Brooks Jensen. Oh, sorry, Brooks Jensen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is why, this is why we gave him those silly names because I yes. couldn't remember which one was which. Anyway, um, she was annoyed at him for that uh, and then Fallon Henley's like, well, why don't you you're, you're kind of also at fault because you're cheating on him. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, you're cheating? And she was like, cheating on me? She was like, well, no. No, technically, no, I've not done anything wrong. Because we never said we were exclusive. Well, where's the lie? Where's the button? <laughs> and I mean... <laughs> Folks, where's the lie? It's been a while, sorry. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while. And so he's like, and he, he split, he, so there was the, the footage here, and he was blaming himself. He's like, yeah, she never said she, we were exclusive. I was stupid to think that. And she's, now she's like, I just don't know if I can trust you because you didn't help me cheat to retain the tag titles. That's where we are today. Oh, um, what a Jezebel. So Leading that boy on. So we got a, a tag team title rematch. Uh, despite the fact that Henley and Keon James hate each other, basically. Yep. Uh, against the corrupt team of... <laughs> By the way, I was outside. I'm really sorry I've forgotten this guy's name. We were filming outside SoFi one of the nights. And loads of great people. Thank you to everyone who came along and, and showed up for the for the videos and came and got photos and stuff afterwards. Shout out especially to the one guy who said, can I, oh, can I have a photo? I was like, yeah, of course you can. And he went... Can we do the corrupted booze? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, obviously new NXT Women's cha- Tag Team Champions. They were defending them here. Before the match, we saw a little skit with uh, Hen- Henley and James arguing. Uh, Josh Briggs is trying to play Peacemaker. Um, saying, come on, guys, you got to focus up. You got to tag team towel match tonight. <laughs> uh, and Keon James is like, Fallon. I don't need the goody two shoes version of you. I need the yeehaw bitch version of you. The yeehaw bitch. I don't know. Um, but no, no Brooks Jensen to be found. Yana no. James says, well, that's because he's mad at you two. Uh, and he doesn't want to be around you. <gasps> the cracks are starting to show. God so, damn. God damn it. In the match, Keanu. Such a shame. Kiana James jumps Isla Dawn to, to kick us off. Uh, and midway through the match, we see Brooks arriving uh, as Fallon Henley jaw breaks her way to freedom and brings Kiana James back in. Brooks Jensen seems sort of running from the back, basically. Um, and the champs get taken out. We go to a break. When we come back, Fallon Henley gets the hot tag, runs wild, uh, pile drives fire with a nice Canadian destroyer, in slides Brooks Jensen. And he's like, Use the damn purse, Fallon. Use the purse, Fallon. Um, it's a key to victory. But, also a purse. But Fallon Henley refuses. He gets kicked out of the ring. 
Uh, Josh Briggs like, hey, buddy. And he shoves him on his goddamn ass. Hey, buddy, what? Hey, hey buddy, what? <laughs> uh, so Henley's distracted by all this kicking off. Turns around, gets kicked, gets hit with a backstabber. Top rope swanton from uh, Alba Fire. One, two, three. Uh, they retain the tag titles, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's developing this with the uh, the problems with not only now Keanu James and Fallon Henley, but it's spreading to uh, Briggs and Bro- Brooks and Bro- Briggs and Brooks and Jensen and whichever one it is. I've watched worse NXT Women's Tag Team Title matches than this. I'm trying to think, right? When I was there, these matches usually evaporate, so I'm just going to try and sort of hold on to that uh, bit of uh, you know fog. <laughs> trying to grasp the fog with my hands. Did I think, you know what, there's a bit more emoting in this match than normal. Mm. Or did I just see a pretty cool destroyer? I'm like a sucker for a destroyer. Yeah. If you do a destroyer in a match, I'm like, it's an extra star. <laughs> I'm like one of those worst wrestling fans. I'm like, oh, that's great. I love a destroyer. Like 20 years later, I'm still like just sort of mouth agape. Like, oh, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so I don't know if it was just a destroyer that I liked or if it was a little bit uh, more, you know, worked with a bit more, you know, we're trying to win or we this matters to us. Because later on, you see the clips that went viral on Level Up. Which what? Uh, I think I saw some people just sharing some stuff about like, check out a women. Check out these goddamn freaks of the future of the business. <laughs> I did see like, that. Are they, like, are, they, are, are they just really talented athletes who don't know how to put it together yet? This is better than that. Um, but yeah, the intrigue obviously lies in that Jezebel mm. leading Jensen astray, making him do like bad things and manipulating him um, so she can get ahead. And it's very self-serving. And when will he ever realize what she's up to? He's not going to watch the TV. I think, he wa- I think he watches the TV. I think he's just thick. That's his character. Thick and horny. Yeah. Thick and horny and things. Jack. Watches the show back, pays no attention to what's actually happening, just stares at Keanu James and goes, well, that was that segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What What happens? This is the... Who cares about this match? Where does this go yeah. next? I understand this is pretty Then when he titles to lose anything like that? I think over the coming weeks. And we'll book the specific events of next week. Next week, I think, as the weeks unfold. This is a general, bit, a general picture of the story. Um, he's just going to gradually turn heel and turn mm. heel and turn heel. And I think only when he catches her in the act, the act of f***ing, <laughs> is he going to realize, hang on, you know what, I've been following my cock, I should have been following my heart. I think this is... this then, sorry, then he can say, Fallon, it was you all along. Mm. And then she was like, well, maybe it was, Jensen, but it's too late. And then you get a bit of Ross and Rachel, except a little bit less creepy, hopefully. (laughs) Yes. Because that's the total generation of uh, kids how to talk to women and get women, and it's not good. That's how I see it all playing out. In the next, what, year? God, God. Why would you finish this story? You can finish, you can finish the Cody story and have a baby face, have a title reign. It's easy. Yeah. And I've seen millions of bookers do it. Um, this story, at least a year. Mm. I'm so excited to fantasy book it because what is it again in, in two weeks' time on NXT? That maybe could take someone's mind off relationship woes. 
Spring breaking, dude. I think. I think uh, they could go on holiday. Have their first like. I like, think. I think Josh Briggs is gonna say, "Listen, buddy, she ain't the right girl for you. Let's take your mind off and go check out some broads at spring break." And then they're probably gonna both be at the same spring break party. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. all the NXT roster are gonna be at the same. <laughs> one. Yeah, sitting around the pool previewing the forthcoming pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like that as well. This uh, there is a long way to go and uh, a lot of previews to fill. So yeah. very exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see where this goes next. By the way, just a quick thing. You just you just reminded me by talking about people talking about NXT level up on Twitter. I got a little bit angry yesterday on the Q&A pod with Andy because of the people in the immediate aftermath of that Raw after WrestleMania going, guys, check it out. You know, it's this, NXT's cooking. I was like, no, no, no. You don't get to come in at this point and no. say, you, we've known it's been cooking for a, a long while mm-hmm. now. And you can't just suddenly, oh, I've been jilted by Monday Night Raw. I'll go to NXT. We've been there since day one, buddy. Literally day one of NXT 2.0, yeah. we realized what we had and didn't want to ever let go. Yeah. So you can't just come crawling back now. Idiots. Uh, right. No, I'm Dar. Uh, he's in NXT now. He showed up last week, didn't he, with a big Heritage Cup. Uh, stratosphere. It's a supernova. It's, that's what he is. It's space stuff. Yeah. He's going to blast off into the stratosphere. Uh Thankfully, for all the idiots, he explains the rules of the Heritage Cup very slowly, just in I case. I needed that. Yeah. I did need that, in fairness. Um, lays out the rules of the match and says no one can do it like him, so I assume we're going to get some introductory Heritage Cup matches, which is, yeah, nice change of pace for okay. NXT. He's got bags of personality. I love Dom. He's got bags and bags of personality. He doesn't seem like he's the most motivated all of the time, but then... NXT UK did a number on a lot yeah. of people like him and Tyler Bate. Like, why would you give a toss? Yeah. Like, they've both got the stigma of, like, sort of burned out supernovas. Mm. Great hair as well. Great hair. Um, good heel hair. Mm. Um, I Bags of personality. If you can rediscover his mojo, then he could be something. Mm, I agree. Uh, then it was time for the Chase U uh, MVP ceremony. So we went to watch Stand and Deliver, and we were running a little bit late. So I missed uh, pretty much ninety percent of the because uh, they put it. They randomly just went. Oh, it's on the kickoff yeah, now. Yeah. So we were walking to our seats, and the noise for Duke Hudson's fake out. Actually, I still bloody love Chase. You and uh, an absolute unbelievable baby face. I was like, strap this guy up now. I love Duke Hudson. He's great. He's incredible. Yep. So this was his MVP ceremony, uh, and uh, Andre Chase talks about Duke going above and beyond the call of uh, call of duty at NXT Stand and Deliver and earning this distinction. Uh, they haven't always seen eye to eye, but they've got each other's backs, and they'll stand together against any motherfucker. Oh, sorry. It's live TV, isn't it? And he says, oh, ladies and gentlemen, the MVP, Duke Bloody Hudson. Uh, Duke takes the mic, says, I don't like award ceremonies. It's not about Chase me. Sage, it's about Chase U. Uh, he says, Stand and Deliver was the biggest night of his career. He put Chase U on his big old back, took him to the promised land. It was a group, e- group, group effort. He merely led the march. Thanks, uh, his mentor, Andre Chase. Thanks, Thea Hale, too. Um, crowd are chanting MVP. He's loving hearing it, loving them spelling it out. But there's another word he wants to spell out, and he starts leading people in a Chase U chant. When that bloody Bron Breaker crashes the party, ruins the whole thing. Um, 
he uh, says, look, I know everyone here is like, would like to know what I've got to say. Uh, he says, look, I'm interrupting for good reason. Everyone's been wondering why I'm not part of this fatal four-way. Uh, and, he, and he says, the NXT championship became a curse on my career. And he doesn't need the approval of these scumbags in the audience. Felt like he was channeling his uncle with that line there. He's scumbags! I hope not. Where? No, his dad's the bad one. I'm from, they might all be bad. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, people are going to see a different side to him. Um, and he says, I don't want a spot in the Fatal 4-Way. Duke, why don't you have it? Duke shakes his hand. Oh, maybe Bron's a good guy after all. Goes to leave, turns around, spears the life out of Andre Chase. Uh, Duke's torn between, you know, getting in there and, and helping and avenging Andre Chase. But he's, now he's got this big match later on. Uh, so he bails. And uh, Braun takes the, takes the Chase U flag, rips it in half, and throws it on the downed Andre Chase whilst Thea Hale checks on him. He was very quick to go for that trophy. Mm. I'll tell you that, more than his mate. Uh, right, this is NXT, so of course he can let things play out. Like, genuinely, you can. Like, they yeah. do plot a lot of this. Um, you can tell by the way things fit together. Um, leave wrestling, Braun. Leave wrestling for good. If you don't want that title, why are you here? <laughs> like, seriously, it's not a rhetorical question. Like, I don't want the title up to curse. Scumbags ruined it. I don't want it to be in the match that gets me back to the top. Right, okay, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing? You might be lying, mm. and you might cost someone a title next week, which we can get to on a preview or in two weeks. But if this is an actual thing and it's not a bait and switch and he's not trying to outwit Carmelo Hayes or whatever, stupid. Yeah. Even by NXT standards, this is stupid. At least all the bollocks you've got underneath, and we like to have a laugh at it. At least at its core, there are people who want to win titles and be champions. Once you lose that, it's all dead. It strikes me, yeah, this is just a very convenient way to say, I'm not going to be in the Fatal 4-Way because I'm not going to win that because I'm not going to be the title challenger on a TV, whatever they whatever they call their TV pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're going to save the rematch for the yeah, one in that Yeah, it's not my match. turn again yet. Yeah. But don't say you don't want the title. Yeah, it's just stupid. Just say I shouldn't have to qualify for a rematch. Yeah, yeah. Ambron yeah. Breaker. Millbourne, that thing you just plucked out of your arse. Exactly. Within seconds. It makes more better, sense. It's better than their idea. Of course it is. <laughs> Uh, we got a nice uh, vignette profiling Gigi Dolin. I say nice, obviously it was very harrowing talking about her childhood. She's there at her childhood house. Um, rough stuff, this obviously. She's talking about being emotionally abused, running away, never looking back. She's a human, only wants to be loved. JC knew that. That's why she cost her that title at NXT Stand and Deliver. Uh, and um, she says, like the ink on my arm, my story started out jagged and torn, but turned out beautiful. And she's got that flower, rose, or whatever it is, tattooed on her arm. I hate burying a promo with such subject matter, because yeah. you're, you're the arsehole for doing that. And if I was that arsehole, I would probably say something like, if you're cutting this really, like, incredibly impassioned, probably re really difficult promo for her to cut, like, putting a Smith's lyric in there, it's just obvious wordplay that you're trying to put in to make it sound like, I don't know, clever or whatever, Descant is fake to me. Mm. And if you're going to draw on real life experience, don't go the wordplay route. It just lessens it, mm. diminishes it. Um, we get a, an update from the NXT Anonymous account that, uh, well, witnessing kidnapping, if I'm perfectly honest, to NXT Anonymous, because 
There's the boys from Pretty Deadly. Um, getting kidnapped by the family, uh, Tony D and Stax. Uh, attack them and put, I think it was Kit, in the trunk of a car and drive away. And subsequently, later on, it was like a catch and release program. They sort of kidnapped him for about 12 hours. And then yeah, went, yeah, yeah. Right, you've learned your lesson now. Off you go. Why then? I would have loved to have been with you watching Stand and Deliver for the moment, and I sense you would have felt the same way. For the for show the, I definitely watched. For the Yeah, for the moment where I legitimately, hand on heart, bought, oh my God, all my dreams are coming true. Tony D and Stax, again, the fucking tag titles. And the shift from that to Joe Coffey's back and Gallus are still champions. Let me tell you, that was a, that was a hard turn to make on the day. Oh God, I hate them. Do you know what the only thing that made it all right was? I realised that Adam Blair, a.k.a. at Adam Wilton 4, who does the um, data for uh, Ladies' Night on the Dynamite preview, which is coming away a little bit later on today, was sat about 10 seats to my left. All right. So I was like, oh, it's not all bad news. But he, So he probably saw Stax sitting with us as well, actually. But I don't know. It's over to him to, to provide a little update. And I met... Jose Palomares, who introduced himself as at the Ho 11, which popped me down. <laughs> so good meeting those boys. Anyway, yeah, so there was a kidnapping, basically. More on that a little bit later. Uh, and then it was Eddie Thorpe's match uh, against Big Body Javi. Brief, straightforward. Javi got a bit of offense in there, but Thorpe took over. Um, Damon Kemp came down to watch and take notes. Uh, and eventually Eddie thought one with a sort of twisting neck breaker, and it looks like, ooh, there's going to be stuff between him and Damon Kemp. What do you make of Eddie Thorpe so far? Uh, he looked better last week. Yeah. Miles Bourne has got something, because they had a really competitive sprint that I thought was genuinely really quite good. I want to see more of Miles Bourne. Um, Big Body Harvey is as generic as a professional wrestler gets, if I'm being perfectly honest. Look, he's a bit of a cult favourite amongst us, yeah. but he's not particularly good. Or maybe the correct, nicer way of saying it is he's not particularly ready. Um, very generic, does nothing to stand out. He looks like he's thinking about things too much, which is a just a problem endemic to this entire show, let's be honest. Mm. So if you watched this, you wouldn't really have thought that Eddie Thorpe was anything. I think Tyler Bate had a bang average match with Harvey, which... You know, says a lot considering how great he is. But Eddie Thorpe looked fantastic against uh, Miles Bourne last week. So if you take that as the indication of where he's going, then he's going somewhere good and lucrative. Um, mm. Handsome guy, mechanically very, very gifted. Stuff looks great. Um, I Last week was better than this week, but they see a lot in him, obviously, if he's yeah. getting profiled week after week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, we see earlier on in the day, Gallus walking up to new star, who I'd not, not noticed before. I don't know whether he's just been introduced in, in recent weeks or it must be because it was his debut on this show. Tank Ledger. What a name that is, first of all. Uh, he's doing some, like, photos, his initial photos, and Gallus go up to him and get into it. Uh, and he says... Baby faces on what? I don't know, because he's, he's like, oh, yeah, no, I've been training. Seems quite nice. Yeah. There's three on one, they're circling him. There were baby faces in the program against Pretty Deadly, I think. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they say, oh, why don't you have your... Why don't you have a bare knuckle fight, then? Why don't you have your debut tonight? Uh, and the coaches come back in to break it all up, and then in comes Jimmy, who had requested their release. I think they thought they got it because they tweeted a picture of themselves as the grizzled yeah. young vets, and yeah, that did not happen. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. That, you know, good for them. The grizzled young veterans is... as Which one's which? They're all, all together, they're this Jim, but they are the dead. They're the dead. Yeah. I was like, good for them because they're doing nothing and no, why, doing worse than nothing. Man. Yeah, why would you not? Why would you take a microphone out of Zach Gibson's hand, basically? Mm-hmm. And then it, I was like, oh, cool, they've that's what they released. They've probably they've probably got it. I just assumed. And then it was like they're at level up tapings, and I was like, they're what? Uh, yeah, I was buzzing. Can you imagine how cathartic it would be for Zach Gibson to bury Dax Harwood with a live microphone on dynamite with all the material he's got? Yeah. Absolutely blacking that you're doing a bidding war. Stuff like that would be great. And FTR versus Grizzle Young Vets would be a fantastic professional wrestling match. All in. Put it on all in. Bollocks. Well, no, you can't. Well, you can't, yeah. Sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves because um, the day is it's typical of uh, Gallus. Um, Gacy says, you claim to fight anyone, but the day had have been ostracized. Um <laughs> Gallus like, all, all you had to do was ask. I don't know why they're Irish. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mick Jagger says, hey, we're not asking, we're telling. More on this in a bit, I suppose. Um, and who's, then, who's the baby face? I who's the heel I, I out of all of this? I did know it's later. You know your... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait for a second. I'm nice. Oh, I found it quite quickly, actually, there. You remember... Uh, <laughs> When they had the, I'm skipping ahead, but when they had the bit later on where it was Gallus and the Creed brothers and someone, I think it was Gacy, but I don't know, someone was just going, yeah! 
as they were being up. So it's apparently not just limited to uh, sections of the women's division. Yes. So not that I should be surprised by that whatsoever. No. Uh, anyway, so sickness. We uh, we get a vignette from scripts that I believe I can play for you now. Axiom: What is your biggest fear? Is it your future or is it your past? Is it looking in the mirror and seeing the guy behind the mask? It seems I have your attention. So what comes next won't be anything new. You can't expose me because I'm exposing you. Sincerely, Scripts. Adam Wilborn comes into the podcast studio. He leaves the office. Good to go for the NXT review, Wilborn? Yeah, yeah. He's got uh, to do something. I've uh, got a voiceover to amend. Give us five minutes. And then he spends five minutes of his day doing that. Oh, you're talking about me. I'm just playing direct audio from Skiddy. Okay. Uh, yeah. The two mask guys are going to have a yeah, fight. What is he on about? And I hope Scripps wins because then we can take the mask off Axiom and he can get back to being. He's too good to be in this sort of. Like, Axiom, the character, is not headlining WrestleMania ever. Ever. No. Ever. <laughs> a Kid is probably not headlining WrestleMania, but at least he's got more of a chance, you know? Mm. He's fit as well. Yeah. Why'd you put him under a mask? I don't know. Why would you dress scripts like that? Well, there's a lot of questions, isn't there, with NXT? A lot of questions. Uh, then we got Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton versus Sol Ruka, um, which I saw being shared all over socials, basically. Leisure Center Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest. They uh, basically took turns flipping each other over, basically flipping all over the place. Uh, and then Sol Ruka, so they do this, they're back and forth, so, whoa, really, you know, impressive athletic routine, basically. And then Tiffany Stratton's like, you know what, fair play. How about a handshake? And Sol Ruka goes, yeah, okay, fair enough. Gets dropped, obviously. <laughs> uh, standing moonsault from Tiffany Stratton, she starts targeting the arm of Sol Ruka, arm bars her, keeps her down. Uh, Ruka fights back up, though. Um, there's a flipping corner clothesline and a power slam to get a near fall for Ruka. Stratton bails to the floor. Ruka goes to dive after him and gets kicked in the arm. Uh, and then as Sol comes off the roof, uh, ro- ropes, she gets lifted up on Tiffany's shoulders. There's a rolling slam. The best moonsault ever gives Tiffany Stratton the one, two, three. Uh, elements of the sub-Ricochet Osprey exchange at the start of the match were not bad, but it became very apparent the more you watched it that they weren't charging at one another only for the opponent to flip away at the last second. If you watched it closely enough, and this is meant to be the impressive bit, Stratton, for example, ran full pelt pretty much into Saruka. And then there was just that hesitation, this bit of a wait where, right, okay, when you stop, I'll flip. When you s- run that fast, when you stop your momentum, that's when I'll flip. It's like, what are you actually doing here? Yeah. You're not evading an attack. You're just doing a choreographed sequence quite well. 
it never felt like there was any intent behind anything they were doing here. It was like, right, okay. It was like a cue. You stop, right, I'll flip. And it was just see-through. Choreographed. See-through. Yeah, choreographed yeah. and see-through. Um, but they are, I think they are both, they need need more a lot more work, obviously. But they are developing these two. These are two of the real standouts. Hey, if you of, look at how green, they're still both pretty green. Yeah. One more green than the other. If you looked at just how green Sol Ruka looked in her debut, she's definitely improving. But the idea that these are super athletes who are going to change the game, like work out what the game is and then change that because this game isn't professional wrestling. It just isn't. Um, Duke Hudson's getting pumped backstage. Andre Chase is selling the spear from earlier. uh, And Duke thanks him for sacrificing himself for Chase U. Says he's going to finally bring home the gold. Um, and then Mackenzie's there with Diamond Mind. Ivy says that she handled her business with Tay and Paxley, of course, last week. Now it's just the three of them. And Julius Creed says, we are laying out the challenge for Gallus next week because of, you know, they only kind of retain because of Joe Coffey returning. Um, and we're going to go out there and watch Joe Coffey in action. Uh, the Diamond Mind leave. Mackenzie goes to throw back to uh, Vic and Booker. Uh, and then we hear a... Uh, um... Excuse me, Mackenzie. To the surprise of absolutely, it's Tiffany Stratton, by the way. Is it? Yeah. To the surprise of absolutely another, another victory for the Star Universe. How I'm not the number one contender, completely fascinating, ma. What? <laughs> I mean, I know Andy Harrell's totally scared of me, but I've been her twice in like three months. She's the most, she's like the most beautiful champion ever. Huh? Huh? <laughs> And then Mackenzie's like, oh, okay, is this another Tiffany epiphany, the thing you've been saying for the last six months? Tiffany Stratton goes, gross, titties! Perfect. I love her so much. She's uh, improving. She's improving. Uh, Toodles off that ladder, didn't she? (laughs) No one caught her. (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) Toodles! And what were they thinking there? It was there? a rough weekend for ladder spots, let me tell you. Jesus Christ. Uh, right, might as well put your feet up because it's time for Cora Jade's promo now. So that's going to take a while because she ran through. Do you have to do a verbatim? You've written it down now. I can see a wall of notes. Yeah. It looks like infinite jest on your <laughs> laptop. <laughs> it was, I was she, as she was going through it, I was like, I really hope someone else has written this down somewhere because I don't want to have to go through it again with all the... I'll try and avoid all the... Right, we have to say this about this person because that's their thing. She comes out. She says, I've got everyone's attention now. Uh, I came back and this women's division has gone flipped and upside down. I'll take, take a minute, just sit right there. And I'll run through the entire women's division of NXT, basically. Uh, yep. <laughs> she's going to start humbling people. Puts over the most, most athletic woman, Zoe Stark. Um, she was always going to be the challenger, though, never the champion. Up next, Roxanne Perez, who she put on the map the second she put the tag title, uh, or twatted her with a tag title, basically. Um, she knows what she went through. She's not going to talk about it, though, but how long is she going to use it as a crutch? We've all got demons. Some of us just better at handling pressure. Speaking of handling pressure, Gigi Dolin puts her over for not crumbling after uh, Toxic Attraction. Um uh, don't let the door hit you on your Instagram famous ass on the way out. Speaking of Instagram famous, Tim Nistradon. Um, she looks the part, plays it even better. But here's an epiphany. 
I run NXT, not you. Uh, and then she gets to Lyra Valkyria. She says, I don't know anything about birds or whatever you're banging on about. Um, I know you'll attack anything with a pulse, but you need to fear me. And then she gets to Indy Bloody Hot Wheel, the biggest bloody shock of WrestleMania weekend. She says, everyone was chanting, you deserve it. Whilst I was chanting, took you long enough, which is, is that too many syllables? Probably. It doesn't work either way. Um, she says, I'm the hero of this fairy tale, not you. Huh? Anyway, here comes Bird Person. Uh, says you can show up now. <laughs> um, you, c- you. <laughs> Sorry, this was the worst line of all. And again, this is not on Lyra Valkyria. It's the awful writers, Michael Sidgwick. You can cut through the division with your vicious tongue. <laughs> but why? Uh, are you annoyed because uh, we took a step forward whilst you're away? Uh, Cora says, "Well, why don't you?" <laughs> Such a crap insult. Well, yeah, why don't you fly off somewhere, brick? <laughs> but she's like, it's just, she is a bird. Yeah. You know what I mean, so you can't say these things. Uh, and how can the bird look not stupid when people say that to her? You say, <laughs> maybe don't book people to be birds and you get rid of this problem where the insult is bad, but also there's no coming. You can't, there's, you shouldn't be able to, to not come back from a terrible insult. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see, you see me in that ring, you're yourself. <laughs> anyway, uh, someone says, if you go anywhere near that title, I'm going to rip your eyes out. Cora slaps her, goes to slap her again. Lyra catches the hand, kicks her, goes to kick her again. Cora gets out of dodge, basically. Christ. Why cut the kind of promo you would cut if you just won the title, and I was waiting for the promo train to happen, mm. summoning all the people she insulted. Coming through the audience. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't why didn't that happen? I don't want it to happen, but I was thinking, why isn't that happening? Why are you cutting this promo? Just keep it simple. Keep it short. And then Valkyria's face when she did the interruption, she looked very uncomfortable. Mm. She probably knew what she had to say next, and it was your vicious tongue. Your vicious tongue. Well, why don't you just come out? I mean, I get it. They've got to fill two hours, so... But maybe more wrestling than talking, but who knows? Um, why don't you just come out and go, look, you all did great whilst I was away. Roxanne Perez became champion. Indy Hartwell became champion. Tiffany Stratton, Gigi Dolene, you know, all the people. Zoe Stark put on some amazing performances, but she's always the bridesmaid, never the bride sort of thing. And, um, but I'm back now, so tough. But instead, we had to run through everyone's. Attributes for five minutes. Yes, it's a total waste of time. Uh, and then we go backstage. There's Wesley, uh, who uh, that match was, an, I really enjoyed that match with all them in it. Which surprise, surprise, you put those lads in the match. They're probably going to put something good together. Um, he says, that "I've still got a chip on my shoulder." Talks about the people who've held this title. Then subsequently going on to, to the likes of Raw and SmackDown, um, and then in comes Drew Gulak and Jared Dempsey. Uh, to say, oh, well, yeah, you, you do a lot of good when you're flying all over the place, but how are you going to be when you're grounded? He says, uh, how are you supposed to fly when all your ligaments are torn? <laughs> uh, and he, Lee says, look, if you want a title show, all you have to do is ask. He grants it for next week, and then he does. I, I thought it was a pretty cool high five with Mackenzie, if I'm honest, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, it's just you. Yeah. Um, then the match with, I mean, all the... All the, for all the marbles, basically. Ilya Dragunov, who is, of course, 
very entertaining. Against Mr. Charisma himself, Von Wagner, who's got a great deal of heart. My name is not Mr. Charisma. As has been established numerous times, it is, in fact, Von Wagner. You said this was for all the marbles. I do not see any at ringside. Nor did my opponent get any when I was beaten. I do not understand the language you sometimes <laughs> use, Ilya Dragunov. Is that a different language? Do I need to get... Actually, Mr. Stone, is your first name Rosetta? Because yeah, if it is, you can subsequently translate what the foreigner is saying to me in his language. <laughs> That's it. His name's Rosetta Stone. We've cracked the case. We've blown this whole thing wide open. So, yeah, the rules are, Sige, if Von Wagner loses... Not only would it hurt his heart, he's not going to have Mr. Stone uh, ringside anymore. And think of the damage that'll do to his stellar career so far. Oh, God. Mr. Stone's done with him. Why, if you're Von Wagner, wouldn't you be like, I'm fucking done with you, mate, because you being ringside does everyone else who has people at ringside, whether it's on this show, on Raw, on SmackDown, over there, anyone who's got someone ringside for them, chances are their, their odds of winning go up. yeah. You just stand there and watch me lose. What was the one thing he said during this match? Fight back, Vaughn. Brilliant. What advice what that advice. is. Ro uh, Robert Stone's always been a loser in yeah. kayfabe, hasn't he? Didn't he vomit in the ring at one point as well. Yeah. I like Robert Stone. The, the person behind Robert Stone I like. Uh, he's been a bit sandbagged by this character. I also like the bit early on, well, early on, straight out of the gate. Ding, ding. Von Wagner just nailed Dragunov with his big boot and starts chucking him around. And Booker T's like, you know, that Von Wagner reminds me of. And I was like, who does it? Who does he remind you of? Big Show? I can't use him. Uh, you know, other big guys from, from WWE history. And he goes, Shaquille O'Neal. What? <laughs> <laughs> and, right, he's like, big guy, a bit like Shaquille O'Neal. And Big Joseph's like, huh? Okay. And then later on in the night, when Tech Ledger was having his first match. Oh, Jesus Christ. Vic, jo Vic Joseph was like, Tank Ledger, you know, from this uh, athletics program that they brought him through, I think of an American footballer or whatever he yeah, is, yeah. which makes sense that then Vic Joseph says, Tank Ledger, you know what, if he really progresses, he can follow in the footsteps of the likes of someone like Big E. <laughs> Booker T's like, Big E? You're the one compared to Shaquille O'Neal, mate. Jesus Christ. Flabbergast. Champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Hey. He loves saying that, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Dragunov fought back anyway uh, after being hoied around all over the place by Von Wagner. Uh, but Von Wagner grabs him as he comes off the top, but Dragunov just kicks him in the head uh, and hits him with the torpedo. One, two, three. Robert Stone is done with Von Wagner. Um, and then Ilya's... Ilya's name's obviously on the big Tron. He's, yeah, he's celebrating. Hey, are you dragging off? But his name gets locked up because here comes Die Jack. Yes. Who I love. I love this new version of yeah, Die Jack. By the just, way, it's just stupid enough to work. And he gets in the ring and says, "I hear pain makes you feel alive. 
Well, I'm going to make you feel immortal. Oh, what a line. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. I tell you, speak the terrible. Sorry, what a line. I forgot to put the punctuation in there. Speaking of terrible, did you see in this match Von Wagner fight out of, I think it was a headlock or something, mm-hmm. and he's just like punching midair. Yeah. And then. What, when he's hitting him on the back? Yeah, when yeah. he's trying to hit him, he's just punching midair, and then the hold was mysteriously broken. Like, oh, guys, what are you doing? Like, I love how it's all hard camera, hard camera, hard camera, hard camera. It's WWE hard camera. And there's space behind the hard camera. And if the ringside camera, if it switches to the ringside camera, that space becomes exposed and you have to actually do something or make it look like you're doing something. My God, this match was actively terrible at points. Act- what are they doing with Vaughn? I don't know. Call up? <laughs> no, come on. Please. Please. Him and Omos is a tag team. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Hank Walker's backstage giving... Ah, oh, Hank and Tank. I didn't even put that together. Um, giving Tank Ledger a, <laughs> a pep talk. Uh, and then we got Joe Coffey versus Hank Ledger. Oh, Sorry, skip, Tank Ledger. Skip. Uh, yes, here we go. He was former Northwestern University football player Joe Spivak. Um, that's what we well we don't think they revealed that, but they revealed his his part of the nil program. Um, recruited out of college, um, and I thought he looked quite good in here. He uh, he's got a lot about him. He can bench big things, which always stands him in good stead in terms of WWE. Um, and he he went held his own for the most part against Joe Coffey, um, but when they spilled to the outside, Coffey sent him crashing into the ring steps, uh, gets him back in the ring, winds up, does that discus lariat of his, but uh, Ledger's not completely out by that. He struggles back to his feet, so Coffey hits him with a second to get the one, two, three. Um, post-match, as I mentioned, uh, the Creed brothers come out of, have come out to watch this. They've got Mark Coffey and Wolfgang at ringside, Oh, big fight kicks off. The Gideon gets involved as well. What did you make of uh, Tank Ledger's debut? It's evaporated. He's yet another one of these wrestlers who has been evidently practicing this bit, this sequence of moves to prepare him for his TV debut. And I saw nothing really beyond this sequence that he's been sort of, that he's crafted himself or he's been given or it's his idea and it's been tweaked and he's got the cartwheel and the splash and it's his repertoire and he meant to showcase it and he's got not he's that didn't see any star quality didn't see any sort of crowd control artistry but you don't get any of that on the show ever <laughs> most of the time mm. best look to him in the future yeah, yeah yeah um we cut backstage and there's tony d'angelo uh, and and stacks just hanging out uh, and Tony says, hey, uh, that pretty deadly catch and release this weekend. That was good stuff, huh? Why? Was it good? You, I don't know. <laughs> you drew that up to a T. And Stack says, yeah, right, boss. Operation Crowbar was a success. It's got worse. It's got worse. Like, significantly yeah. worse. Operation Crowbar. Ooh, what could that possibly be in relation to? Don't, don't reveal anything. Just call it Operation Robber Bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, operation break this guy's legs. <laughs> <laughs> Did he even break the legs? No. Um, Why wouldn't he? Wouldn't that weaken them ahead of their potential match? Which yeah, would thin out the numbers in the tag team division. You've already committed one crime. Yeah. Why not commit another? Because I think they're baby faces now. They've always don't, been baby faces to me. Yeah, but don't commit any crime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the easiest thing to do. They're not like fish that you just put back in the river and have like no real effects. Like it's probably uncomfortable for the fish to sort of have to drown essentially <laughs> before <laughs> getting put back in the lake. But they're pretty much fine. Why capture and release them? So I want to know. Oh, yeah, I like that. Hey, just a catch and release program. Pretty harrowing to be kidnapped, I, w- I would assume. Yeah, yeah. So it don't matter if it's 12 hours or 12 minutes. It's going to stick with you, being bum- bundled into the trunk of a core. But um, no, it was whatever they were tr- attempting to achieve, they succeeded. Well, according to them. Operation Crowbar. What, tick. what is this? Uh, anyway... Tony D says, yeah, I'd say it was a pretty big success, actually. He didn't say that. <laughs> I can't remember what he said. It's like it. saying it. Yeah. Uh, and Stack says, hey, you hexahead, put on the red light, huh? No. Uh, he says, <laughs> he says, Stax does karaoke. There we go. There's a little side project for us. For you and Stax. I don't want any part of that. Should Stax get a cameo? What do we get into legal trouble? Why would that happen? Good point. Yeah, I meant with like WWE's. I don't know if they have to. We have to go through. A yeah, that's what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Let's leave it. Uh, <laughs> Tony says, oh! what, "That money on the table." <laughs> Call it Operation Fleece People. There we you go. You can't do the uh, thing. Is hey guys, I'm here to tell you that Graham wants to break up with you, Olive. Sorry to say. Hey, here's three jokes. Yeah, questions, jokes about failed relationships for you. <laughs> that could be yeah. his thing, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Roxanne Perez is coming. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. Uh, he says, oh, Roxanne, how you doing? That's Tony, obviously. Uh, and Roxy says, yeah, I'm good. How are you guys? And Stax is like, yeah, we doing all right. <laughs> yeah, how you feeling? <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Perez, so I needed a break after stand and deliver, but I'm back. I'm ready to get my championship back. Tony says, Oh, us the tag title, you the women's title, but uh, hey, I thought uh, Indy was going to give you the first crack. And Stack says, Yeah, and then Zoe came in and took it out of nowhere. Roxy says, I know, but <laughs> after the stuff Zoe had to say about me, I'm glad Indy and Karma, not the wrestler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got her back. Tony says, Oh, well, you know, Rocks, if you ever need backup. And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, but in comes a slow clapping Zoe Stark uh, who says, I'm glad you found the strength to show your face around here. Tony's like, Oh, the mouth on this one, huh? Stack's like, Yeah, wow. <laughs> Roxanne says, you're the perfect example of why people aren't open about their anxiety. But I've got all the strength to beat you next week, Zoe. Stack uh, goes, nice. <laughs> hey, Zoe, let me ask you something. Uh, but before we can get it out, in comes Pretty Deadly. That catch and release program didn't work exactly yeah. as a plan. Because here they come, they beat the crap out of Tony D and Stacks. Um 
yeah, getting getting some revenge for being kidnapped. Um, and they slash up their jackets and their hats. Oh, you don't do that. There's a line, a gentleman's agreement. You don't cross it. So terrible. I love it. They're fighting over jackets, basically. They are. The I, main event side. Uh, do you know what? It is, I believe. Yeah, he's... Uh, oh, Stacks. Stacks, you're right. Man. Yeah, Hamflet's not in today. Sit down. Yeah, he wasn't really selling it on the news this morning, but pretty bloody achy after that attack from Pretty Deadly. Oh, yeah, that's right. Stacks was Stacks popped in on the news this morning, Sid. You couldn't have flown back, so what you been up to? Yeah, yeah, I've been looking at the uh, local facilities, and I, you know, I, I did this, uh, this lunchtime... I went up and saw the Angle of the North. Uh, doesn't look a lot like Coit, if you ask me. But, uh, it's the Angel of the North. Huh? It's the Angel of the North. What's the deal with fashion, Sage? Fashion. It's um, clothing that people wear to either genuinely express themselves or they feel like they need to um, keep up with like trends to remain popular and all the rest of it. So it's clothes... That you wear to display an element of your personality, whether it's genuine or whether you're trying to chase some kind of trend and be popular. So that's the deal with fashion. Okay. So my boy Tommy, my boy Tommy is uh, trying to become a fashion designer. And I was thinking, uh, how many trainers is it going to take to teach Tommy fashion design? And then I realized, none. He'll figure it out. Huh? Tommy, he'll figure. Been working at that one whilst I've been away. It's good. Writing that at the angle of the north. <laughs> that wasn't... Three quest, three, three quest jokes for you, Sidge. Mm-hmm. Question joke number one. Oh, I'll get to answer them all. I, but I'll get them because I haven't got the ability to confer, but we'll see. Yeah, we, I mean, we, I can help. I'll try and help a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're useless at this yeah, world, but you usually just sit this out. Yeah, I just <laughs> sit in silence for the next three minutes. Yeah. Quick joke number one. Why did the mechanic, <laughs> picture this, have a disappointing fashion show? Why did the mechanic have a disappointing fashion show? Um... The mechanic had a disappointing fashion show because uh, couldn't get started on the runway. Ooh, that's good. That's like a plane, though, isn't it? Yeah. Mechanics fix planes as well. I think it's more about cars, though. It's good. That right, though, Sigi. Why did the mechanic have a disappointing fashion show? Because there was no time to change attire. Attire! Like clothes yeah, and yeah. thing you put in for court. Yeah, 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 I get it. Question joke number two. What do you call a canine's fashion sense? Okay, so dog obviously forms part of this punchline. Gotta be like, honest, when I first read this joke, dog was in the question, which sort of ruins the fucking punchline <laughs> if you're uh, writing this. Okay. Set up again? What do you call a canine's fashion sense? So it's obviously got to be dog in the punchline. Um, a canine's fashion sense. Um, it's 
dog. I don't know, Stocks. What do you call a canine's fashion sense? Doggy style, huh? Okay, you did the action, Stocks. <laughs> you did the action. Get it from the back, huh? Clap them cheeks. <laughs> Is that your favorite position, Stocks? It's up there. It's right up there. So what's alongside it? Uh, shout out to my boys, uh, Brooks and Jensen. I like a good cowgirl every now and again, if I'm honest. All right, don't, let's keep it clean. Uh... Shut up, you. Uh, question joke number three. What is the difference between a fashion statement and picture this, getting horny in World War One? Huh? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Do this up again, you idiot stocks. What is the difference? Between a fashion statement and getting a little horny in World War One, huh? Stop doing actions, mate. Um, uh, I don't, I've got any idea. I'll be honest, I didn't know what the first time of this joke uh, punchline is, but it doesn't matter, because I like it anyway. What is the difference between a fashion statement and getting a little horny in World War One? One's a French tuck, the other's a trench f That's the way I got that seller! See you later, guys! Bye, Stacks. Oh, I missed him. Yeah, me too. You see him on the, uh, on the standard liver, what went uh, ups and downs. I didn't know. Yeah. He got got someone good with the old, uh, why did the chicken cross the road? Get to the idiot's house. Knock, knock. Chicken. He's very proud of that one. Also, the hat that he lent to me to host ups and downs the rest of the video in made me look like I was 2008 Ollie Murs giving ups and downs for his NXT standard deliver, if I'm honest. Not not a hat guy myself, which no. is why it makes sense that me and him are so different, obviously. Yeah. Very different people. Uh, main event time. Good. <laughs> Grayson Waller, Duke Hudson, Dragon Lee, and JD McDonough uh, to find out who is the number one contender. Who contender? Contender? <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers for the result. Um, who is heading to spring breaking, bro? It was Duke, wasn't it? Huh? Spring huh? breaking, dude. Yeah, I think that was it. Get it right, come on. Yeah, sorry, that's spring breaking brew is the yeah, riddle. Yeah. Uh spring break <laughs> riddle was the uh MSK's guy. Remember that? <laughs> oh yeah. It's six weeks and it's a guy from Raw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were like, oh cool, it's Rob Van Damme, it's Rob Van Damme, yeah. it's Rob Van Damme. Where's Rob Van Damme? Uh, it's Riddle. Yeah, they spent yeah, they were, when they they lost the tag titles at that point and they were like, Do you know what we need to do? Yeah. Travel cross country. <laughs> Dude, where's my... Oh, shit. It's gone on long enough. Uh, <coughs> Duke Hudson looked amazing in this. Oh, he's class. He's really good. I know they're all smaller guys and they were bumping all over the place for him, but I was looking at him going, is this guy a fucking megastar? His fire's unbelievable. Yeah. They need to do something significant with this dude. Yeah. It's not just like... Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Ironic NXT laughs. No. He's genuinely got a connection with that crowd. Yeah. 
Uh, he, at one point, suplexed Janie McDonough and Grayson Moore at the same time. Lee low-bridged him, though, uh, out to the floor. Um, there was, like, big flip flip dies all over the place. McDonough, Asai Moonsault onto um, Dragon Lee. Warlock snatches uh, Hudson out of the air with a, with a rolling stunner, which looked great. He get dropped as well, though, and everyone's basically down to take us to a break. When we come back... Hudson cleans house, takes them all out, including yeah. a bionic elbow on Grayson Waller. Um, he hits a slingshot dirt German suplex on Lee, gets a two count, but McDonough hits him with a poison runner to finally stop his momentum. Uh, Lee made the save on that with a top rope double stomp and then did the awkward, hate it as a move. I love Dragon Lee. I think he's incredibly talented. I can't wait to see what more he does. But the, I always call it, because he's the first person that I saw do it properly, the Del Rio stomp in the corner is the stupidest yeah, wrestling move. There's maybe once you can go, I'm just trying to get up out of the corner. As soon as that happens, in one match, why would you ever try and do it? Just, Guess oh. who was clever enough to actually do it like that? Who? Kenny Omega. Yeah, funnily enough. Of course, yeah. So, um, that happens... Uh, there's a suicide dive onto Hudson and a running shot to McDonough's face. That gets a two. Um, and then it looks like Dragon Lee's got the match won. He power bombs Duke Bloody Hudson, but him in comes Grayson Bloody Waller, rolling stunner. <clears throat> he steals the pinfall. One, two, three. He is heading to spring breaking, dude. To take. He is, so he is. This is frenetic, exciting. Tell you what, Dragon Lee's. Master WWE already. Yeah. You know why? Why? It's the V-Trigger. And he went two when he when his signature didn't get the win. So basically, the WWE how-to guide. Steel moves from New Japan that people don't think exist in WWE. Phase one. Phase two is act shocked when your signature only secures a two. He's in WWE already. It's WWE-ified with the cliches. This is frenetic exciting. I tell you what, JD McDonough got a pop out of me, dot, 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 by the way that Thea, Thea Hale reacted to him getting bounced out the ring. She was like, oh, my God, that was crazy. Two cuts and rules, and the action was traded back and forth very nicely, timed excellently. It's just a nice little main event, this. Yeah, good stuff, and... Yeah, the right person to be the sort of first inevitable defeat, person to be defeated, I mean, by the new champion. Uh, and I like the fact that they <clears throat> actually attempted to explain away the fact that, well, hang on, didn't Grayson, why is Grayson Waller doing any of this? Didn't he literally just lose a match on the big pay-per-view at WrestleMania? No, that was unsanctioned, so it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. which is such a weaselly way and the perfect way for him to be like, oh, no, I should be in this, at least in a qualifier yeah, or yeah. whatever. And then, of course, he steals one. And, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd put Grayson Waller on the main roster tomorrow. So, yeah, have him lose the title match here and then just hoy him up there for me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a, a really enjoyable main event here. And, uh, yeah, all all eyes now turn. Is it two weeks? Spring breaking, dude? I think it is. Yeah. 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 So we'll, uh, we'll look forward to that next week. But for now, this has been the NXT review. Let us know your thoughts on it on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and Sidgwick will be here 
a little bit later on to look ahead to AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the NXT Review. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 